0: Welcome, friends, to the Friends That Carry On podcast, where we dive deeper in our trips, unpack tips,
1: and everything in between. The one who holds the torch key is your host. Get ready for your ears to go on a trip with your favorite group of friends.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Friends That Carry On. We're a group of friends that love to travel together across this wonderful globe of ours. So this week, we are going to be talking about Marrakesh. Woo! Nice, right? Uh, The wonderful Morocco. Africa. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and again, so we, uh, you guys are listeners, we know we always have our tchotchke. So, one of the things that for this week, the tchotchke that I have is, I don't even know how to really describe it, other than maybe a candle holder. Uh, Yeah. mm -hmm. So, and we'll get into this when we talk about parts of it, but it came, it's throughout the Medina in, in and they're everywhere. That you hang. Well, I have a several. Don't you remember the mag I have? We know that, but yeah. So anyway, it's a little can of It's, it's handmade of some type of metal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crafted, but it's really cool with all the little holes in it. It gives great light, but it's, it's just kind of unique. Never seen Mm -hmm. anything quite like it. So that's kind of the, the, the tchotchke of today. So with that, uh, let's introduce the cast of friends we got with us. We got, coming from wonderful sunny california
3: jim reed hello hello
2: yeah and in, in the wonderful uh friends that carry on studios have jim scott eric fargo and of course myself tony price so welcome everyone and let's just get right into good old america so we talked about you know kind of this one epic trip for our friend jim's birthday What well, they call it the uh james bond episode that wouldn't end <laughs> <laughs> So our next to the last leg, which was kind of our carry or our layover in Amsterdam, was a week in Marrakech, specifically right. you know in Morocco there in the or Morocco in Marrakech. But anyway, the in July. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's, it's always hot. Yeah. Right well, during, during Ramadan. Yeah, we were living. We're leaving Barcelona, right, and we flew into the wonderful airport there in uh, Marrakech, and. I don't know how to specifically pronounce it. I know the, the call letters are, are rack, but flew Ryanair. I think we all flew Ryanair, didn't we? Yeah, I think Yes. So. You know, what a, what a fabulous airline. That would um, been my first experience with Ryanair, <laughs> to be honest with you. I do remember that the flying in was pretty cool. You know, a lot of landscapes are really cool, but that was the first time I've ever actually been on that co- continent of Africa. So mm-hmm. I don't know about everybody else, but that was kind of unique flying in. You didn't see the. Absolutely. Yeah, you could see the mountains and the desert, and it was just really unique. And that was a cool airport experience. What did you think about
3: that, Jim? Uh, This, (laughs) Jim? I I thought it was pure chaos. I remember getting there and not knowing what to expect. And like typical of a lot of airports, the locals geared up into one line. You know, if you're from uh, Morocco, you went this way. And if you were anywhere else, you went to the right. And the line in the left kept moving. Ours didn't move for, what, about 45 minutes? Yeah, I felt like Like, they 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 were processing nobody.
2: Yeah, it was crazy, I thought. I mean, it was it was, it was. chaos. There was people yelling. It was just all kinds of stuff. On. But it was definitely unique. But other than that, I mean, I thought the airport experience in and out was pretty painful. Pretty I mean, I thought once we kind of got through, right. kind of walking out to, to get our cars was kind of a unique. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, for me,
1: I, I thought that the airport, though not large, was very modern. It, it had an architecturally very modern mm-hmm. take to it. It uh, has a little chaotic getting through customs but then when you so you're in this modern world or whatever inside of the airport and you step out and it was like stepping into the late 1970s all the cabs were this tan and were somewhere in the late 1970s to maybe 1980 model Mercedes <laughs> i'd say 80% of them were <laughs> for few that, that were more modern it was just crazy seeing and, and all it's not like one or two it's
2: the whole it's a whole yeah. and then you know did we all pile into? No, we had two different cabs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Eric, you want to comment on that wonderful oh, cab ride? Man, I'm <laughs> heading into that city is quite an experience
0: via cab ride in the front seat. I can tell you that. I think I was in the front seat of that one. I don't remember, but <laughs> I remember it being pretty hectic and because they go
2: any which way and all over the place. And I could be glad. I was glad I wasn't <laughs> driving. I, I, I should <laughs> edit that film and uh, put it up on the on The website, yeah. oh, exactly. I actually filmed that. Oh, I don't know if you remember. I, I, I ran my camera, my phone, and I was sitting by the window and just, just was curious. I didn't know what kind of sites we were going to see because the airport yeah. is southwest of the city, so you have to kind of come in, you go by several of the parks till you get to the old town, the Medina. And I just ran it. And when I went back and looked at it, I was like, wow, I kind of forgot some of the craziness, oh, that's that you, that. Kind of, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of random stuff, you know, yeah, but. Cool adventure, I thought, though, coming in, in from the airport, again, to, I think, for all of us, a, a different, I guess, culture and world that we'd ever been oh, to. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're not seeing so. camels on the, the, the street corners, yeah. or uh,
1: road corners, <laughs> not so much street corners.
0: Well, the driver did take us right to our tunnel.
2: <laughs> that was the other <laughs> yeah, Whatever you want to call it, right, so, to, Yeah, so going <laughs> into this thing, unfortunately, our, our good friend Terry, who who booked our Riad for us, is is... Wandering around Portugal somewhere right now. So I'm not really gonna feel bad for him at all at this stage, but he's missing out hanging out with us. But Love anyway, not, yeah. he booked this Riyadh, and I honestly, when he said this Riyadh, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? What is a Riyadh? I do this until I started looking them up. You know, and it looked fabulous from these pictures. You know, we've all been deceived occasionally by pictures. And <laughs> I was thinking, okay, but then when the cab dropped us off, when you looked at the map. I don't know if you realize, Jim, that that street actually went on through, and it goes to right into the Medina, but they had it blocked off. Right. So they they just unloaded us, and of course, then we had to make this what what we call it three block maybe. Well, we had to meet our guy first. Hey, our guy. We had had to meet our guy. guy. (laughs) And they walked us through. You know, we're stepping over. People, People sleeping, cats, <laughs> and around a couple of corners and under a bridge. Oh, and it, it, the aisleway
1: or the, the roadway or path kept getting Each time we made a turn, it got a little <laughs> more narrower, and a little darker. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so it that, really did feel quite sketchy. I, 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 I rarely have uh, you know worries going into a place. But yeah, you know, that wasn't the first time on that trip that I looked at Terry and I said, what have you gotten us into, T? <laughs> well, and,
1: and then you got the, the smell of, of, of cat Yes. Piss. Yeah. So you got that getting stronger and the... the and in and out of the shadows. Of yes. Yes. It messed
0: with your eyes. And I can yes. remember not really being able to see and almost stepping on a person I, that was, I was lying tripped, there sleeping. I mean, he was sleeping under the bridge. I yeah, just, a, a lady, an elderly lady. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, I feel really bad, but I can't see through these narrow passageways and the shadows. And,
3: and was- of course, a lot of that sleeping on the street was because we were in the middle of Ramadan, yeah, well, and these people basically didn't eat from, you know, half an hour before the sun came up in the morning until night. So they, you know, didn't have a whole lot of energy and you just have to sort of conserve it.
2: Yeah, it was pretty amazing. So so we take this walk, right? And then I remember we opened this gigantic door, which led to another door. And we opened it up and, and even that little entryway was just kind of like dark and very, went very tall. And then we turned that quarter and went into the courtyard I think we all looked at each other and was like, "Wow, I really didn't see this coming." Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was truly like an oasis. <laughs> it was a little three-story
0: castle right in the yeah, middle. Yeah, so uh, for everybody, you know, for our tour. listeners,
2: I mean, this place was so Riyadh literally is kind of a almost like a hotel accommodation that is your Large own house. house yeah, um, and ours was three stories with a central courtyard. that had a, a soaking pool, right, kind of right in the center. Right. And there was bedrooms on each, well, I guess on the second and the third floor, and then it went up to the to uh, to a top. We had like a little rooftop area, which was spectacular because you could see really across the entire old town. See good things. The whole whole Medina, really, yeah, most of it. Yeah. So we had what? Do we have eleven people there or eight people? Nine people there. There would have been like nine, right? But so it gives you just a, an idea of how large the place was. We had nine of us all We weren't on top of each other at all. Uh, no. Very strong. No. The other unique thing is I think this was kind of an option. I don't know how else to refer to this, but we had a house guy and a house lady. Yeah. We didn't have them full time because we knew we were going to be out and about a good bit. But that was our guy who kind of helped take care of us. Our lady helped. She made us what? How many meals we have? What? three
3: or four. Yeah.
2: That opening meal I remember was spectacular. I mean, well, they,
3: the owner of the Riyadh had contacted us and said, you know, uh, this is you're coming in the middle of Ramadan. A lot of the restaurants aren't going to be open. Would you like us to provide a cook so you can have somebody make some meals for you? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, that. Man, we sat down. I, I really felt. I felt like I was VIP or something. Oh, I know. oh yeah. Those dishes yeah, that I mean, they rolled out. They did cook
0: them in the tajine, the traditional. Right? Yeah, it was spectacular.
2: I mean, thought. The other thing I remember, too, when we got to that rooftop, you know, obviously a very Muslim country, but I counted there was eight minarets that mm. you easily see. I had to go back. I actually did this by our pictures. <laughs> and I counted eight different minarets from the pictures. Wow. And I just remember, too, when they would do the call to prayer and just they were coming from all the different speakers. And it was it was just Kind of mesmerizing, mm-hmm. just like kind of look to it. I mean, that was throughout the city, but I remember that first time sitting up on top
1: was pretty cool, though. Well, that and, and you had the call to prayer going out, and then as the sun was setting in the evening, it was at least if you're looking in the proper direction, it was beautiful. Of course, if you look to the other side, and if you can picture a Jason Bourne movie where he's jumping from rooftop to rooftop, <laughs> and the barbed wire, we, we saw that too. So,
2: yeah, that was pretty wild. That, you saw those in the pictures. I guess that was up in Tangiers, <laughs> the yeah, movie. But, yeah, yeah so they, they lined the tops of the walls and just put broken the broken glass inside of the it's concrete. Fire, jumping yeah. over. But that's pretty cool, though. What else do you guys think about on the, on the Riyadh side of it? Well, I, I just, the, the whole
1: concept, because it's, it's obviously you're in Morocco, it's hot, so it's concrete or stone with, with plaster. But that made it cool in your rooms. I mean, I guess that's their cooling method. But it, it was still hot. What, definitely 110 to 120 every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. To yeah. walk up to Medina and then hopping in that that cooling pool was incredible. And to have <laughs> seven, eight, or nine, you know, middle age <laughs> overweight guys in there cooling off—it wasn't a pretty picture, but <laughs> it, it, it was the, needed and relaxing. Thing. It right. did the job.
3: That's one of my fondest memories: sitting there in that plunge pool. With Eric playing uh, Bob Marley's greatest hits, just rising up to the three stories in the med- in our Rio, oh,
2: create memories. Yeah, I, mean. I, I do remember too thinking I was like, "Wow, it's kind of cool that all these you know Riots have these little pools." And then after we spent a day or two there, we realized, well, this is just really a necessity mm-hmm. because right. midday you have. Where ha- else do we need have to be? Right, is is that's just right too to be anywhere else other than there. So yeah, so again, the, the other great thing, I guess, the spot that that Terry picked. I mean, we were only. Two minutes, three minute walk at yeah. best. We were right on the edge of
0: the Medina. The rooms were really cool. They were like
2: they were like mud huts.
0: Yeah, was all kind right. of. It was really uh, nothing like I'd ever been in before. The yeah, shower like, was mud hut. You could everything you could combine together. It didn't matter if water got out. You know, just there's like your
2: Flintstone.
1: There's right?
0: Like yeah.
2: Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were all just kind of molded and just, super like, comfortable and. Yeah. My air conditioning works. Sorry,
1: Jim. Yeah, my air conditioner the first few nights, but <laughs> we true. slept up on the roof and get caught a breeze here and there, <laughs> <laughs> and got to know each other a little better. That's right.
3: They really are the kind of rooms that you could sort of imagine thousands of years ago, when, when you know humans were first creating places to live out of things like adobe. That uh, were you know just in the side of a cave. This is what you would sort of build, something like this. It's absolutely prehistoric in some ways.
2: It was. It is absolutely an experience I have not yet to have again. Yes, yes. Really. Nothing like it. And the other right. thing I remember, which it, it was throughout the entire city, what was very noticeable in the, in the home was the artistic level of the mosaics. Mm. The mm-hmm. Was just and the artistic, I mean, in the colors. Artists. I mean, those is your blues and yellows and golds. and Man, just the colors were just fantastic. I got so many pictures of just random things just because of the color and the
4: mm-hmm.
2: and just the yeah. text things, which is amazing. So, yeah, so speaking of the Medina, so that's the center, right? I think that's the definition, Old Town. Yeah. I forget the – Jim, do you remember the, the pronunciation of the actual center there, that park?
3: Was it the Gemma? The Alfina? Alfina. That's,
2: that's it. it. Is that Jim
3: Alfina? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of, the I guess, the center open market area. And then mm-hmm. all the sucks, you know, and the alleyways kind of surround around that. But, wow, what a what <laughs> an interesting, interesting place.
3: Wild, wild stuff. I was looking through my pictures getting ready for the uh, podcast today. And it's like, uh, you know, the first picture I pull up has a guy on a little tiny 1940s looking motorcycle with a monkey on his lap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I felt like instantly in an Indiana Jones movie.
3: Yeah.
2: Like, where is this guy coming from with a monkey? I
0: have a really good photograph of a snake charmer. Yeah, didn't oh, you man. have to paint that guy? He, 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 I, 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 man, I'm too. sure I did. I, that, those were, yeah, We that is probably what we should tell viewers about these snake charmers and how to go about uh, dealing with them uh, because they will, uh, some of them will kind of force themselves, not really force themselves, but they can do, it can feel that way. It's it's an interesting. Uh, if you look at them, they're gonna maybe put a snake on you, or <laughs>
3: not just any snake, a cobra most likely.
0: Right? Yeah, and you have to pay to get it off. You got to be careful. But if you're gonna take photographs, just offer to pay, and
3: you'll be you know
0: no big deal, and they'll take pretty much coin, coinage, whatever you hand them, but. Uh,
3: and it's okay not to, you know, come close to it, not to feel like you have to do it, because it's a fairly unethical, uh, it is an unethical thing. They uh, wire the, uh, they either wire the cobra's mouth shut or they pull its teeth. So, basically a death sentence for the, for the cobra.
2: There. Right. I do remember, too, that one of the, it was, it was so amazing to watch the transition of the park, for lack of a better term, I guess, the, the central area there From morning Mm. until the night. Oh, right. right. They did transition. One of the craziest things, and and this would be a psychologist or a marketer's great case study. So how do you put 14 different orange juice trucks side (laughs) by side by side, (laughs) no difference in them, and determine which one of those positions is the best marketing position? (laughs) Because I remember, I think, Jim, Jim, seven Scott, on one side and yeah. seven seven back. I remember back. Scott and I walked around that one morning, and we were going, okay, there's got to be a difference, right? <laughs> so we walked around and walked around, and like, nah, they're pretty it's much all the a whole bunch of
1: fresh oranges stacked up and looked exactly yeah each part looked the same.
2: Yeah, so for our listeners, it's literally kind of in today's world a food truck that most of us are used to seeing now but the one side that had a built-up awning that would pop up that exposed a, a bar top. And then on the back side, it was just loads and loads of oranges. And they had some fresh squeezers, and they made you fresh orange juice. And and it was, was good. It was spectacular, but I just don't know why there needed to be 14 of them. All right. There right. yeah. were like in front of all of they them. They, they were begging matter.
0: for you. Oh, for they were haggling too.
2: And was, what was great is listen to the one guy next to the other one telling tell him how much better his place was than the <laughs> other one. <right? laughs> your orange juice is better than his. I don't know where you got your oranges, but for some reason, I don't know where it is, man. Yeah, so then you had all of that that kind of stuff going on in the mornings, yeah, yeah, and then the it, morning. it slowly transitioned to the food tents or whatever. Yeah, what were those mm-hmm. called?
1: I I do, I they mean, were food areas. Do you guys were,
2: remember the number of the place we ended up stopping at? Because they told us a thousand times. I
1: don't remember the Why exact number, together? but they, they went by a number, come by yeah. a, whatever their number was.
3: Yeah. Wasn't it something that ended with like a nine, like 59, you'll be eating yeah. fine? or.
2: Yeah, it yeah, was something oh, yeah, that they had.
0: Oh, right, 57 going I do remember that. <laughs>
1: yeah, they rhymed it in their broken English. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but we walked around there forever trying to decide which one. And, they, and I guess they had yelled at us enough. We decided yeah, to sit down with yeah, it. Fair. And to this day, though, that's actually one of my favorite pictures when we got yeah. up. They invited yeah. us up, got up behind behind where they were cooking, and our whole group took a picture with them and we that made was, sure we post that. Yeah. It was a great, great time. And the it food was, 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 was really good. I mean, it was yeah. a variety of kebabs and sausages and of course all kinds of different, uh, did someone eat sheep's eye on that particular, uh, no, Jim, yeah. I know Jim Reed and I were looking for it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We saw sheep brain the, uh, the, the first night when we were looking around in, in one stall and, we said, well, it's the first night. Maybe we shouldn't eat this the first night because nobody else was at the stall. But we'll, we'll do it towards the end, you know, so we don't have to suffer for quite as long. But, but then after that, we never saw it again. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then at night, that's when you saw all of the, the vendors out there with their wares. You know, obviously you had the sooks down the, the alleys, but everybody kind of came to that central marketplace. That's where we I purchased a bunch of those little metal candle things and a whole variety of other stuff that i got but there's a lot of cool things going on around the well, that whole the whole plaza just had a real
1: energy to it yeah. it really just came to life yeah
3: who are those guys remember there was somebody that had like a hat on with big twirling things at the end and they just twirl their head around like a dervish and and make the thing you know sort of dance in the air while music played it was just you know really a carnival
1: yeah that was definitely a carnival atmosphere. It wasn't I mean, they're they're running after you to get in, whether it's the food or whatever the soup is to buy their their rugs or their whatever it might be. They're selling spices, all kinds of stuff. I remember, uh, and, and as a as a bald headed guy, now I, I have no resemblance to Bruce Willis whatsoever. <laughs> i overweight, middle aged guy, but they just kept saying, "Hey, Bruce Willis,
0: Bruce Willis, come in here, come here, Bruce Willis." Finally, what was it? Yeah, it is Bruce <laughs> it, You're damn right it is. <laughs>
2: well then I guess that, and one of the things that Marrakesh is famous for it is the souks, Right? And I guess the most literal translation of that is what Arab arab market yeah. know, defined. And it is a labyrinth. Uh, wow, I, you can get lost. Absolutely. I don't know right. how you do not get lost. Right.
0: There you go. I bet it, you
2: people that work there get lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's, and that's the hook that they can put on you. You have to be careful of them. They will work together with, um, just to get you to go to a certain, their brother's place or, oh, their, yeah. or, or their nephew's place or their come see my, whatever. And
1: well, didn't we, we had some kid do that back from, and, uh, Yeah, uh, it absolutely because yeah. we were trying to get back from, from where that, uh, I don't know if it was a, a, a mausoleum or whatever. It was that museum. Yes. Site yeah. thing. You're trying to get back and he's,
2: Oh, I take you. Yeah, right so around. We ended up at one place. Yeah. yeah, And it just kept going on forever. And then it, it got did. a little sketchy for a while. What's <laughs> really neat. So I did, I did do some research prior to this episode, not before we went, because I was truly lost when we went, but I was just kind of fascinated how that all came about. And obviously this is all from trading days and with, especially in Marrakesh, and I guess they have one of the largest collection of sooks, I think, anywhere. It started with just because it was trade routes, and you mm-hmm. get Marrakech being the center of Morocco, and kind of people were coming through, either coming east for you know, Casablanca and heading north up to Tangiers or heading further east over, you know, heading towards Egypt. That was just kind of a general place of trading, and then it started getting... More and more of the day-to-day kind of stuff that started being and, and it just kind of grew from there and now it's just It's just absolutely amazing. So and, and even having broken up It's kind of funny when you first go you feel like it's just this crazy hodgepodge of everything But then after I guess we spend a week there you realize they have sections mm-hmm. I mean there was the leather section where, where most of all of the areas were, were leather products metals the metals uh tiles where you can buy the the tangines and the bowls there's the spices Dates. Uh, yeah. olives. Yeah. Uh, of course berber <laughs> carpets rugs yeah, i mean right. my goodness some of the most amazing things in there so they do have this you know i set out. but wow it it reminds me of the canals in venice i mean you're yeah. straight line right one leads to another, and there's 35 different angles you can take. <laughs> so one of the things I did remember towards the end that I finally started to figure out was the, the very large minaret. I won't pronounce this right, but it's Kutubia.
4: Mm-hmm. It,
2: it's the mosque that was right by where our Riyadh was. And it's like one of the largest <laughs> ones so it was kind of my beacon mm-hmm. so whenever we came out from under a cover of, of one of the sooks i would look up and say okay i know roughly
0: where i'm at and didn't it have a weird ad, weird advertisement on the side of the wall i remember that that's how that. i remember a weird advertisement
2: but yeah as far as the sooks i mean it was just it was amazing to me just the stuff you can buy and i literally bought another duffel bag mm-hmm. to load up all the stuff <laughs> I just remember standing in line, too, at the airport going, oh, I forgot I'm on Ryanair. I am so screwed. They're never going to let me on. I didn't want to pack that or you know, check that stuff. Right. I was afraid they'd just enjoy it. I'm a, that bag must have weighed 75 pounds. <laughs> standing in line, I thought my shoulder was going to fall off. And I remember squeezing beside Jim and I was trying to hide in between him and Teresa <laughs> I was hoping that the gate attendant wouldn't see my bag. <laughs> hey, he stopped though with, like, and oh, I, had, and I had bowls. That I metal. had tan jeans. I had these ornate—I uh, don't know what you would call them. They're kind of decorative things that go around like an outdoor candle on the wall that you hang. Plus, all those little metal, you know, candle things right. and spices. You know, I had all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I could, you would think I was a, bit of a shop when I got home. They
0: want you to barter. They disrespect you if you don't. So they want you to barter but negotiate. I'm sorry. My bad.
3: You know, the moment that I really remember in the sook was uh, I think it was the kid you said who, you know, helped us find our way back uh, from the madras and from the one museum, uh, kept saying, you know, you yeah, come by my uh, uncle's store. Do you guys remember that? We went in there and yeah. uh, we said, okay, we'll listen to the spiel. What the heck? And so I just have this vivid image of all of us sitting there gathered together, you know, crushing up. There was a lot of spices, and we were smelling them. And the next thing I know is uh, the woman in there said, do you want a massage? And I I think I was the first one to volunteer, sat down. And the next thing I know, she was taking my shirt off (laughs) and putting some kind of weird uh, eucalyptus uh, burning thing all over my chest. And a 10-minute massage was actually kind of cool, but... uh, for a while there, I didn't know what was going to happen. And then she did that <laughs> to all five of us, you know, a bunch of big Americans sitting in there in the middle of, you know, public with our shirts off getting massages. <laughs> seemed seemed quite an experience.
2: <laughs> you think? Just, yeah. It's probably not one that many people have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that eucalyptus was strong, wasn't it, Jim?
3: I don't think it was just eucalyptus. I don't know what else was in there, but uh, it was, you know, a real paste of something that... Uh, Opened up every pore.
2: The, the right. colors from in there is what I thought was so impressive. I, w- I kept taking pictures of just the walls of all the spices just because yeah. of the mac and colors of everything.
3: I was looking through the pictures from that, too, and I'd, I'd forgotten that they were playing, of all things, Joan Baez when we went in there. <laughs> diamonds and rust. It's like, <laughs> how, how do you even bring all these things together?
0: <laughs> I totally forgot
2: that. Wow. That's why we trust you to do that. Bring it all
3: together, brother. Right?
2: uh yeah, then so the other thing, when we were wandering around, I remember us was talking about, you know, the, our, our guide had told us, you know, that most of the restaurants, is even, you know, and there's a handful, I guess, of Americanized restaurants and bars because there's not a lot of alcohol. They, they said there was one open and we were going to find it. <laughs> and I remember we walked around quite a long time right? until we finally found that place. And in, on that rooftop, though, It was a
1: great rooftop bar and and restaurant, whatever it was. But before finding it, I mean, we probably went by a few times. The so-called sign was just handwritten letters that maybe was six inches long and and an inch high. I mean, there was just, and I know it didn't say bars in in Arabic or something, so we didn't know. We around, around like track. ten
2: times, like it's kind of running somewhere. Yeah, and it was upstairs, so you had to go through a door. So. Well, I remember we, we started to walk in, and I guess the same place was downstairs, but there was like hardly anybody in it, right? and it just didn't look too much. So we walked on up, and I remember said, "They're like, wow, this is beautiful. I mean, had that kind of awnings with the the drapery, you right. know, the, the sheer drapery lining around it, and these really comfortable couches and seating and." We just salad up into a, a little quarter. Yeah, and the misters. misters yeah, Didn't we had tea. tea? Did that, I remember, we I, did have some tea. We, we had tea had, everywhere.
0: To me, that is a pretty cool Moroccan experience because you really don't get that anywhere else. The way they pour it and they really get extravagant about it. And I don't remember that anywhere else. Uh,
3: I, With real mint, you know, the big mint plant, uh, the leaf yeah, jammed uh, down in the bottom of the uh, teapot.
2: It was damn good it tea. It kind of reminds me of that old saying: "What do they call Moroccan tea in Morocco? They just call it tea." <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is quite an experience. That it I really know. is. I
2: mean, and I'm not a huge tea drinker, and I've probably had I've probably had more tea that week right. than I've had the last decade, <laughs> right. right? And probably the next decade coming up, yeah. unless I go back to Morocco, right? But it was really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Know? The bar was really you- neat, though. Though I mean, I. You know, they didn't have, obviously, they don't have a mixologist there. No. (laughs) You're not going to get a crazy cocktail. But the the experience was, I thought, was really awesome. Some of the really coolest sunset pictures I have are are from that rooftop. Hmm. So, well, then speaking of just kind of, obviously, that's a week you don't concentrate too much on going out to the bars and consuming alcohol or anything. But we did decide that we wanted to have a little bit of beer for the room. Right? Right? So, we decided we're going to try to find it. And you decided you were going to try it. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Jim, I guess Jim Reed and I got volunteered to go get it. Is that what it was? I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all the three of us? Oh, yeah. It was the three of us. Ah. Oh, my goodness. How far did we go in a cab? A long way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Must have been, what, a good seven miles or so?
2: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Into, I guess, a grocery store? Yeah. Um, some sort of market. So then, like a 14-mile trip to get alcohol. Jim, didn't you have to show your passport or something to
3: get it? I had to leave my passport with them at the front to be able to be let into the area that had the, the alcohol. The alcohol
2: area. Yeah, though. so I had to be let in just, just to get a case of beer.
3: A case yeah. of beer and a couple fifths of vodka, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah.
2: That's, true. That's true. But that was hilarious, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, I, and it's still kind of a classic picture, I think, Jim. You took that of me when I carried the case of beer on my shoulder. I love
3: that. Yeah, that's a great picture. Coming back down those little lanes towards our riad, just shouldering the uh, the case of beer, which didn't last that long, to be honest.
1: No, but to get alcohol during Ramadan was was not an easy task. No, but and interesting.
2: We did it, but we did it, right? And I will say, though, out of respect, so obviously, our hosts and. Our guy now who was helping take care of us—we're not drinkers at all, so we were—we didn't even let them really touch the bottles, right? We, right. we, when, right. we when we took them, we put them away, yeah. so they didn't have to see it or touch it, you know, just from respect. So that's something yeah. I would highly suggest <laughs> or if, you're, if you're staying there to realize that during Ramadan. Yeah. yeah. The other thing—what was the couple places that we went and visited? There was a museum.
3: There was the uh, Madras. It was a 15th-century Islam school. That's the one that had the uh, the beautiful pool and tile work on the inside.
2: That was awesome.
0: Do we want to talk about the camel rides, or is that? Kind of oh, slow down. Slow down. We're,
2: slow down. Down. we're, we're still in Medina. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. I didn't it,
0: we're going down down, right. down Morocco. <laughs> I, did, I did not see the layout today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
3: And there was also like the uh, Museum of uh, Marrakesh. There, just sort of the history museum. So I think we did the two. We got a ticket that was good for both of those.
1: Yeah, you know, that, and that was a beautiful, uh, like you said, it was a school, but kind of a church, uh, Islam school, yeah. and uh, yeah, the pool, just everything was it was really neat, the mosaic and, and the doors, the big openings, and the way they got that—I don't know how to describe it—but that Arabic kind of
2: flow to it. Yeah, I also remember that building had phenomenal wood carvings on the second floor. Right, That's right. Those were spectacular. I mean, so I mean, from an architectural standpoint, the the city is was gorgeous. Yes, I mean, absolutely gorgeous. I said I'm still mesmerized by the the tiles and stuff from there. Mm-hmm. Again, it is a photographer's dream too. It, it really is. is. It's hot. It's Africa hot, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and so, since we're going to move out of the Medina you know, and kind of get out out of town, I will have to say. So it's kind of funny. You know, we've been on a trip for probably 14 days at this point, and we're pretty good for the most part about eating local and uh, I remember we're sitting there and just you and Teresa that went out I and somebody else went with us somebody, next thing I know they come rolling in with buckets of Kentucky fried chicken uh-huh. <laughs> I was going, you're kind of Kentucky fried chicken
1: <laughs> I, remember,
0: I
3: remember Teresa saying I just can't eat any more was it tan food or yellow food
2: yeah. <laughs> But I have to say, it, it tasted pretty good once I had a pizza. I was like, wow. It was, it was, it was good KFC yeah. chicken. But then come to find out, KFC is like one of the largest franchises of fast food yeah. internationally. Yeah, Not here in the States as much, but yeah. But yeah, I had to mention that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, a thing.
3: Um, I remember the biscuits weren't very good, though. That's the one thing that disappointed me.
2: Uh, I don't know if I even tried a biscuit. I don't remember the biscuits either. <laughs> well... Before we head out onto our wonderful excursion, we're going to hit our little piece that we've been we've, we've added is pretty <clears throat> unique dining experiences. Mm-hmm. So this week, Jim Reed, you're going to cover that for us. What do you got for us?
3: Well, I want to talk a little bit about a food uh, street food tour that I've taken twice with the group in Bangkok, Thailand. It's uh, called Chili Paste Tours. And you can look up chili paste tours.com and look at it if you'd like to. And it's run by a, a local woman named Chin Chin. And honestly, it's like no other walking, moving tour I've ever taken before in a city. She takes you through about an eight-hour journey through Bangkok, in which you're going to eat not one meal, not two meals, not three meals. You're going to eat continuously for eight hours until wow. you're begging her not to let you eat anything else. And then she say, oh, but you have to try just one more little thing. <laughs> you know, Bangkok can be a bit of a uh, tough city because it's so huge finding your way around. And knowing what to eat on the street is really difficult the first couple times. And she just does this magical job of taking you, uh, you know, down every little side road, street, herbalist shop, flower market, places that you'd never even think of, and introduces you to the cuisine. You know, there are things I've seen in American Thai restaurants like papaya salad or, or you know, som tum, which I would never eat. You know, I, I never was really kind of interested in it. Papaya and salad, how does that go together? Well, when you end up buying it on the street there in a little tiny plastic bag. And it turns out it's the best thing you put in your mouth in months. You know, it opens up a whole new world for you. Right. And I'm serious. These were eight-hour tours, nonstop. You know, she did take some time to take us through other things, you know, into the monastery with the Golden Buddha or at night she took us through the uh, the, the place where the reclining Buddha is. And, yeah, you know, she gives you a little bit of history, too. But, you know, for those eight hours, sure. 75, 80 percent of the time, you're either eating or going to some other place where you're going to eat again. Mm-hmm. Eric, you were on the tour, weren't you?
0: Yes, I. It was. it was great. What, what do we, you remember most? I remember going late at night into the area where the restaurants buy. She took Mm -hmm. the real raw where you will be eating where they buy in in like midnight. Remember that?
3: Oh, absolutely. And at first she said, don't take any pictures. We're not really allowed in here. (laughs) But then she's such a good person. She just starts (laughs) talking with the people. And the next thing you know, they take you in and they treat you like you, you should be there. The other thing that she did that was really good is she contacts you before the tour to ask what you can and can't eat. So I, I, I have an allergy to onions, to fresh onions. And so she made sure that, you know, when she ordered every bit of uh, food, she made sure to find an uh, onion-free option for me, which I thought was wow. nice. If you can't eat spicy things, you know, she'll tone it down as much as she possibly can.
2: I'm surprised she didn't say you shouldn't come to Bangkok
3: then. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ask for something that's not spicy, I think that's probably you know what she's going to say. <laughs> Although, you know, their version of spicy uh, the, could use a little bit toned down, even from somebody who loves spicy food.
2: Well, I can't wait
0: then. A real, qu- just a real quick story. I remember the very first thing we stepped on the street, and she said, "You want chicken liver?" And I'm like, oh, my God, of course I do want chicken liver. The very first thing. And I'm like, I'm going to hold back and not eat so much. But that was the first thing she said. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I want chicken liver.
1: So does she really fill you up? Or is it just enough that you keep walking, then a a little more? Do you get stuffed with with what she
3: gives you? She stuffs you you early on, then walks you a little bit, then stuffs you again, then walks a little bit, and stuffs and stuffs and stuffs.
1: Mm-hmm. And does she give you little like history tidbits or other tidbits of the town? Not necessarily be history, but just sort of flavor of the areas that you're going through. And Absolutely.
3: Yeah. yeah. She took us through Chinatown, talked about, you know, its nature or its history and, you know, what it stood for in the culture.
0: And right. she had the tuk tuks ready and available whenever we needed yeah. to be up and we were done with our, they were ready. It was, it was That's one of the best cool. to where you will enjoy it.
2: Well, hey, Jimmy, you, you said you got it twice?
3: I've done it twice, and both tours were distinct. One was in the old town area mostly. The other was uh, spent a lot of time in the Chinatown area. So she ends up, you know, making each tour I think uh, a unique experience.
2: That's very cool.
3: cool. Well, awesome. she teaches you a lot of things that you really need to know. Like it gets so damn hot in Bangkok. Our one friend John Ribble looked like he was about ready to pass out. She ducked into a 7-Eleven, 7-11 and 7-Elevens are on every street corner in Bangkok. She ducked into a 7-Eleven and came out with a frozen, hang- uh, what do you call it, washcloth. They right. sell them there for, what is it, like 60 cents, you know, to instantly cool you down. Never would have known that if we hadn't gone on the tour. Huh.
1: So, Jim, the 7-Elevens, do they still have an Indian
2: cashier at, at all those? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, they're Thai.
2: <laughs> well, Jim, thanks a bunch. That sounds awesome, and we may have to hit that when we go. 7-11. All right. Definitely. Well, cool. All right, well, now we're going to move out of the city center and take on what I think all of us kind of looked at each other a little sheepishly when Terry said, hey, you want to take a camel ride and sleep in the desert? <laughs> he said yes to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he's not here, so we can throw him square under the camel. We, t- <laughs> we should we throw him will. under the camel toe. What did he say? <laughs> oh, it's about a four-hour... <laughs> You exactly know, what he said. Van ride. It
1: started off at two. When he sold it to us, it was a two-hour ride. Yeah. And then when we got in the vans, I think it's probably closer to four
2: hours. Yeah. If you look it up right now, they say it's a six and a half-hour ride. <laughs> I double checked. I wanted to look at the tour that we did and stuff. But yeah. So either way, now I look back at it, and I would have. I would have gone. And he told me it was six and a half. Hours, right. But and, and it was actually eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after we did our stop and had some right, food right. It's, it's a good six and a half hours of drive yeah. Yes. but yeah so we all roll into a van hit across the atlas mountains
1: probably a 20 year old uh chevy astro van <laughs> it was brand new
2: oh yeah and it had a hump in
1: the back seat right that's <laughs>
2: right a uh, <The>
3: jump
1: seat <laughs> the jump seat yeah, yeah. the backpack where we were it didn't have the hump that's right. I mean, you kept getting the back, and right. Teresa and those guys had to fight over who sat on the hump.
0: Diesel power, because we were amazed how much it, they never filled the thing up, and we went forever and ever. Yeah. We are like,
2: man, this thing go, must get 400 miles to a gallon. So I, I want to do a quick little just synopsis of what the trip is, and then we we'll kind of go back to the beginning of it, and then kind of get into some details. So basically what you do is you take a van ride across the Atlas Mountains— so you get to, there's a couple of different deserts you can go to, which all of are kind of contributories or, you know, beginnings of the Sahara Desert. So we were outside the town of Zagora, so it's the Zagoran Desert. And then you jump on a camel and about an hour ride. About an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Across the dunes to what they call Tent City, which, you know, it's basically your accommodations. You camp for the night, and then you get up in the morning, you take your... You know, camera ride right back, jump on the van, and you come back. That's basically the trip. Or the Berber tribe. That's right. a Berber tribe. Yeah. Tribes on yeah. that host you. So that's the, the trip in a nutshell. But, so we get on the, starting off, we get in the van. So before we get our listeners, Terry, he's scared of heights. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> we didn't really think about it. I'm thinking driving across the mountains here, you know, in the United States, driving across, you know, the Rockies, You know, we build giant bridges to take out some of the crazy curves. Oh, not there. No no, guardrail. Well, you had boulders, occasionally.
0: (laughs) You mean guardrail. (laughs) I I do remember this. So it was considered the 10th, it's the 10th most dangerous road in in the world. In the top 10. And I remember before we went, Cadillac did a commercial of of this this, on this road. And it shows how, and I'm like, that's the road we're going to be traveling. Yay.
2: (laughs) <laughs> yeah and boy those drivers wow, i mean those my. delivery trucks and our van trying to pass the delivery truck on a two-lane road with no guardrail, and i don't know how many hundred sixty seven hundred oh, feet up eight thousand feet up <laughs> I mean, it's it's just just like, like five thousand
1: feet down
2: times, yeah usually it doesn't bother me I, there was several times i had to kind of look away oh I yeah. Like, oh. but i remember looking back at terry a couple times <laughs> And he had a couple different shades of green, I think, at, at <laughs> one point. But it was a great, drive. <laughs> great pictures, though. Oh, my goodness. Oh, beautiful. A couple stops along. And just, yeah. it reminds me of like, I don't know, just some of the movies you would watch back in the day of, of, of Egypt and just uh-huh. the African and things just cut into the sides of mountains. But all of the architecture kind of blends because oh, be it's type Adobe. It's all yeah. built out. And it's just, it was just, and then you'd have these little creeks. And that would be your greenery and everything within. Right. There's oh, so right many right. feet of it were was green. It was just. It was funny as you traveled along the
0: mountains, you knew where the water was because it was the only area that
2: was green. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And we saw a lot of cool stuff. And one of the coolest stops, and one of again one of my favorite pictures of you, Eric, from mm-hmm. how we convinced. So, you know, maybe not all of us. Sure a lot of them has heard of argon oil. You know, from the the goats, right? Mm-hmm. That. Climb up into the trees and eat the berries, and then eat the seeds, seeds, seeds. seeds. or the nuts. Yep. the nuts, the nuts. Poop them out, yep. pass, right? them. pass them out, and then they take them and then they grind them. And they don't grind them in a machine. It's basically you get it's a lady sitting around with those wheels in milk. a big bowl, wheel, and they grind it. And they made argon oil, argon peanut butter. butter. It's like argon butter. butter, right? Butter, right? right. Yeah. Anything you do with nuts, but apparently the argon oil is just unbelievably expensive to back here in the states right and uh, Australia is all over and, yeah, and know, everywhere but there. so we walked into this little place and you could see the ghost out in the trees But right. a couple of ladies were sitting in the in the hallway doing this and somehow Eric convinced her to let him sit at her wheel <laughs> I, mean, I don't
0: I never remember it how that happened I don't either But he she asked me and I didn't want to turn her down and, but I got and, a great uh, picture of you, know, you I mean, sitting behind know. that thing it's it is just, a great photograph it was
2: awesome but uh and I do remember too, like right across the street, because we've been through the Sooks and I bought a couple of those bowls. I guess you would call them soup bowls or serving bowls. You know, they're very, very you know, they're just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And but they were they're a little bit more expensive there. But going on in the mountains, Middle of the Atlas Mountains, uh-huh. I snapped this picture and I looked at the picture and going, that bowl looks awesome. I'm gonna go over there and see how much that is. Well, it was it was right. cheaper than the little ones that I bought back in, right. in America. So that's why you loaded up. That's why I loaded up. <laughs> that was really cool. Then that, that one cafe we were, or cafeteria place that we stopped, we got a drink <laughs> Great views, too, across the valley. It did. That, that was, was awesome, That was an interesting man. stop. Yeah. I uh-huh. am talking about where we ate. No, not where we ate. Well, On oh, the way. We haven't quite gotten I'll there. Do you remember one. that little cafe? Oh, yeah. We stopped drinking. We used to, the yeah, restrooms. The yeah.
0: And, then, and those restrooms were, were interesting. They were just pretty remember. much, well, I don't remember, just coming hole
2: in the ground, pretty much. <laughs> that happens a lot. And then do you also, you guys, remember uh, you know, the Atlas Mountains were just was to me gorgeous and nothing yeah, like unique, any mountains. Very unique. I've yeah. never been to the moon, but it kind of made me look like a yeah. moonscape. Right, yeah, very similar to what, what you would think that would be, right? Yeah. Kind of a blackish rock. And, and then once we got on the other side, on the desert side, heading toward, I guess, as that Algiers that's over there? Heading that direction. Mm-hmm. We saw this Enormous kind of sand dunes, and then the, like an entrance to a, a a movie studio. Yeah, yeah. It's like wow. Come to find out, that, I guess that's where they do a lot of those films. Um, yeah, about the deserts and stuff. And you
3: know. part of uh, Game of Thrones was uh, filmed there, and Gladiator.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right.
3: Atlas Studios there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. yeah, right? Studios, yeah, Yeah, it was pretty neat though. it was, it was just kind of like literally when you say there's a studio out in the middle of the desert there was <laughs> <laughs> yeah then, so we get to our cafe we get to this, tower, this, this dining place and we're thinking oh we're here and I don't know which one of you guys saw that we sat down at this uh, our table again we think we're at the <laughs> and we see this tour group of people coming up and people are Crying. Young girls like,
1: teenage <laughs> girls are crying. We're they're just, just they're sweating. Sweat. profusely.
0: <laughs> their hair is all besheveled. <laughs> <They're just>
2: like, <laughs> You're like, what the <laughs> hell did we sign up for? <laughs> what happened to those people, Terry? Why are they looking
0: like that and crying coming out of the desert? What have you gotten in, us
2: into? <laughs> well, I'm trying to find out that wasn't that our tour, and hell, right. that wasn't even our stop. We still have like two more hours to
1: drive. That was, just a <laughs> way to eat. was right way. Well, he had this huge mural of a map up there, yeah. and yeah. we're looking at it, and we see where we're at. You know, the "you are here" part. Where are and we? And then we look over here, and where we came from, we were only halfway there. Yeah, we said, and then, "Where are we?"
0: And then, These points, right there, in the middle. We're like we're halfway there.
1: He's like, yeah. Well, and then four then, more hours. Then Tony pulled up on his Google Maps where we were, and it had stuff up to where we were, and then it just went blank the rest of the way.
2: We <laughs> were thinking, dude, if if Google hasn't mapped it yet, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> we might not be coming back. <laughs> but anyway, so we get back and we get in our van and we head to to I guess. Well, I guess we were in Zagor. We were going to the the edge of right, Ever
0: Another four more hours.
2: I do remember this, but I don't know if anybody else got a picture of the guy. I don't think he was too happy with us. It looked like he lived in this little adobe hut carved right into it, and he looked like somebody out of a movie. I mean and he had that snake. Oh, know, yeah. right. But he was but he was outside the city. He was just kind of standing yeah, there. He was along
0: the, along the road, right?
1: Well, like, we stopped wow. there. There, For some reason we well we stopped because you get you had all those like you said the the adobes into the side of the yeah. mountain, which is a good view. And he walked up with a big, big burlap sack. I was like, what? <laughs> which, which we're going to get held up by Cobra. Our <laughs> yeah. live sack was full of snakes. And he just wanted photo ops us to give him money. Right? Yeah. and He was pretty aggressive, but yeah. I don't think we took any pictures with it. Didn't no. We? no, I, uh, could, no, we I, did a it. I took, I a, took picture a picture of him, of
0: him walking oh, away. Yeah. I have a photo of him walking away. I think uh, I sent it to Joel to
2: get to post it after yeah. this. It's, uh, I took a photo of him walking away. <laughs> well, then we, we, I guess we, we jump back in the van. We get down to where we're supposed to yeah, catch right. our, our camels <laughs> usually it's catching a train that no, we're catching camels yeah. but uh was it our driver that took us into the place to buy and i forget the the I apologize you remember the the traditional name for your for the headscarf, headscarf? Oh, i don't remember i don't
3: yeah know. was that like a little town just maybe five minutes from where we got our camels
0: you remember what they called the headgear Yeah, what's that called jim
3: I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But yeah. but if you've seen, you know, movies set in uh, the, that area, you've seen the guys with the long robes and the headgear on top. It's exactly what they did to us. They looked at each of us and found the right cloth and put them on top of our heads. Yeah, they wrapped
2: them around our heads properly. I'm not and, sure I could do it again. I got uh, pretty no good way. at it that day. <laughs> no way I could do it again. It was pretty amazing how they did that so that it would stay on. And Definitely something
0: they yeah. learned from years and years of being and surviving in the desert right. you know what I mean? so it was really kind of and one of the things cool i experience. remember just
1: for as we were coming to that little town just before we stopped to get that headgear there was a, oddly a bank there that had a digital clock Correct. and thermometer and thermometer <laughs> 120 degrees, and this was at six in the evening. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was 120 degrees. It was degrees cooling down. It was cooling down. And we were about to go out to the desert. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, I think we gave Terry another one of those. What the hell were you thinking, Terry? <laughs> we saw at 120.
2: And what I loved is, you know, our van pulls up and it stops kind of where the road just ends. Yeah. It's like a road just. It's like a dead end. Your dead end is a desert.
0: The sand kind of
2: washes, washes over in, it. Washes over the road,
0: yeah. and we just pull over and like, oh. Are those camels for us? Well, yes, they are. Those <laughs> camels are for us alongside the road. Imagine that. One hump or two.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that was a pretty wild experience. Right. That yeah. was right. That was pretty
0: wild. So. so get out, get out. Okay, what do we do? But by the time I got out of the car and somebody got my bag out of it, I think I was up on the camel within three minutes
2: of walking out of the yeah. car. Hmm. I'm not kidding. I was the first one up, I think. But they they just I, we got some great pictures, great videos. Like I think it's about an hour, hour and a half, right? Yeah, but, come around that corner, and it was pretty impressive. I mean, there was about five guys, I think our guys. There was about five of them that yeah. accounted for our pictures. Oh, my God, yeah. But they took us through. They walked us through, and the tents. I mean, they call it a tent city, but it was basically, I guess they made almost like a courtyard uh-huh. for us. Down yeah. each side was a row of, of Individual tents. They each had two costs, and when I say tents, they were elaborate. All oh, right, big yeah. yeah. burlap, just layer
0: and layer, decorated
2: too. Right, I mean the, the rug. No, I didn't expect it at all. I didn't either. And then the and then they had a big center tent, which we found out that's where we ate breakfast. I guess the next morning, for mm-hmm. dinner. yeah, dinner that night. But well, it was open air there. Well, that remember they had breakfast the, the next tent morning, back, right? Yeah, but the, well, the most impressive part was the living room in the desert. Hell yeah. The outdoor living room. Yeah. So for our listeners, just imagine your living room floor with Berber carpet. Well, that's it. Just underneath was the desert. desert. Yep. And that yeah. was just so amazing. I mean, and they had it kind of things underneath of it to build up, to make almost like a natural couch or something to lean against. And had pillows. It was just amazing. Pillows. Absolutely amazing. Yep. And then the most, one of the most impressive things was there separate tent with bathrooms, solar powered bathrooms. Yep, so you could get a shower out in the middle Heated of the water with yeah. solar power. Right, right. Yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And
1: they cooked us a meal, traditional meal. Yeah. There's a Berber tribe. And then they played music for us, got the Obama, and got us involved playing the Yeah, we were, and playing, we were
2: playing traditional Moroccan uh, music. Yeah, what are those <laughs> called? Oh, no, I was beating uh, the drum. Oh, okay. <laughs> a little <merengue> or <laughs> That's the thing I can take care of. I can hit that.
1: And then you, yeah, there's a great picture of you, one of the one of the the tribes. Right. Oh, right,
2: yeah.
0: He, he was the one that wrapped my head and wrapped me up the next morning, mm. so I could go uh, up for our journey back. He said, i was like tying a tie, you know, you know you're." I, that's what I felt like. Like, oh, thanks, Dad. He's wrapping that thing around my head. I never wrapped that thing around my head in my life. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to do it now, and he did it for me. It like,
2: that's yeah. what I felt like. And I do remember too. Um, you know, we were thinking about getting ready to. Crash for the night, and we walked into the tents, and they were still really hot. Right. right. Yeah. Just not a lot of air movement. So a lot of us came back. Not all came back out because he yeah. lay there. So imagine, you know, we always talk about if you're in the country, someplace around where you don't have any man-made just light. The zero sky. pollution. There's zero. Yeah, and how many shooting stars did we see? Three hundred eighty-seven thousand. Uh, yeah i guys say it was like the land of a million stars right. uh, because Beautiful. you could see forever. So we were, I
0: really didn't sleep that well that night at all, but I really that I really didn't care. I didn't <laughs> care at all. I would go I, and, sleep I, and see I, the
3: stars. Go to the I remember store. we snuck in a bottle of vodka that we'd gotten the same place we got that beer at that grocery store and had uh, vodkas and orange juices Went out, laid down on one of those pillows out in the center place there, looking at the stars. And the next thing I know, I, I wake up and it must be you know, about four in the morning. And I just completely fallen asleep underneath the stars there. And, uh, you know, it was just so darn comfortable there, just so wonderful watching that.
1: Yeah, it was gorgeous. And it cooled down to, to a pleasant 90 degrees.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do, you know, you always have those kind of moments in time, especially on some of our trips. That was one of those that when you're, like Jim was just saying, laying there, kind of having our little yeah of orange and vodka and looking up and just seeing all those stars and realize you're laying on the floor of the desert in, in Africa. Right.
3: So that was you, the moment we forgave Terry like, for the uh, eight-hour ride.
2: It is, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that was just, that truly is a, a spectacular yeah. moment. So I, I would do it again. Highly recommend it. Uh,
0: uh, how do you choose the right to uh, how do you so question?
2: How do you choose the right tour? Place? Well, so I would say this. So you know, again, I'd, following back up, this wasn't before because we kind of let Terry plan this. So when I was looking at it again and thinking, okay, well, how did we end up there, and some other things, and just kind of reading about them, depending on where you want to go. So we end up obviously having to do a lot of backtracking. So thinking about it again, what I may would consider, and just a suggestion for an alternative itinerary, was uh, Zagora is southeast of Marrakesh was if you went more to, to the east, the city is Marzouk's, Mer- I think. Okay. That is really close to where the Sahara starts, but that's a 10-hour mm, drive. Jeez! But some of the itineraries I saw was, if, especially if you want to go out of Spain, is to go east to there, do something similar to what we did, and then head a little bit more north into Tangiers, Tangier, and, okay. and then go across at Gibraltar. And then you nice. can hit Southern Spain, so nice. that would be an interesting little that twist. Nice. That's a little different. Good. So just throw that out there. But yeah, if you want something that, unfortunately, from any place, six right. hours is about it. We
0: well, gotta go, I mean, you gotta go over those mountains. There's no it's ands or buts about it. No, no, yeah. no fly over them.
2: Yeah, it's just you're normal. driving. <laughs> it is. So, you guys got anything else to think about from the, the excursion? I mean, that was nice.
1: It was everything we just said. It was. It, it had its trials and tribulations, but it was much. It was
2: well worth it at the end. Yeah, it was absolutely spectacular.
3: One um, thing I vividly remember, though, was our driver, who, as you said, was wonderful at you know driving around those curves. At one point, said, "I have to go to the bathroom. Do you mind if I stop?" And he just stopped in the middle of the road <laughs> and walked out, and you know, a little bit ahead of us, and basically pooped you know right on the side of the road <laughs> with uh, no toilet paper or anything either so uh, <laughs> you, you gotta sort of roll with the punches if you do something like that
2: well you shake hands with the right hand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> oh my goodness that's funny eric you got any thoughts or summary for the, the trip that you can think of uh um, that portion of it
0: no, I mean you guys have pretty much covered everything. You'll probably come to mind later on at night when I'm sitting in bed. Thinking, right. Oh, I could have talked right. about this, but no, you guys covered it. it was a, a that was the part of the epic trip. So yeah, you know we say the epic trip. It seems like every one of them is epic. Okay. But that was the begin, the first epic trip.
2: That was a good one. Jerry, what about you? You have any uh, highlights that you wanna end up with?
3: You know, I think we've touched upon everything, just as Eric said, what a fantastic way, you know, after surviving the Bulls in Pamplona and the pickpockets in uh, Barcelona, the whole Marrakesh trip was just, you know, how do you go beyond those other two stop places that we stopped? Well, this was it. This was just a wild ass place that uh, I'll always remember
0: you bring a memory to me now jim it was planned really perfectly because we were really able to relax and take a step yeah. back after pamplona and all the everything that goes on there and the non-stop 24 7 and able to really relax in north africa and,
4: yeah
0: and it you know it, it really yeah. work out perfectly that way because you get there and you're like oh wow we can relax we can take a deep breath and
3: you don't want to rush a trip through Marrakesh, do you? And as hot uh, as it's you'll just end up passing out someplace in the Sooks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jim, what about you? I'm glad we went there. I that's uh I'm glad it got planned in the way it did because I probably wouldn't pick that initially. Now as well, especially back then when, when I was more of a newbie to the to the travel scene. Now I you know, I, I I would seek out places like that. A little more frequently. But back then, I I would have never considered adding that to it. But to have gone and experienced it, it was incredible. And I'm glad it did it.
2: Yeah. That kind of, for me as well, is one of those places that, you know, you kind of always think about, at least I guess, should they ever, but I always have thought about it'd be kind of cool to ride a camel or sleep in the desert or, you know, go to Africa or whatever, but never really thought that would happen. So, yeah, it was one of those things I'm glad it got scheduled because I probably wouldn't have scheduled it. Right. And it was. And, and, to your point too, Eric, after those what first ten days or twelve days of going through the whole Madrid, Pamplona, and Barcelona, and let's just say overindulging in food and at, drink and at, just right. everything, you truly did could relax there. You right. we were kind of forced to a little bit too because of the heat. Absolutely. But it was it was a nice, nice thing. So that kind of wraps up our episode here on the wonderful city of Marrakesh. So we'd like to thank everybody, uh, all of our listeners we want to appreciate our affiliate so eric you're going to hit our affiliate for the day who do you have yeah our affiliate for today is skyscanner everybody loves
0: skyscanner you can go to all of our uh, you go to our website and click on skyscanner and book flights through there skyscanner is the leading global travel search site a place where people are inspired to plan and book direct from millions of travel options at the best prices they are unbiased and free, which means that 60 million people who use us every month can trust our comprehensive range of flight, hotel, and car hire options. Sky Scanner, check them out through uh, through our website and book something because uh, we have many times and yep. uh, they alert you and uh, it works pretty
2: pretty it nicely. Does. I would it's
0: say absolutely. For, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Sky Scanner.
2: Yep. Thanks, Eric. So again, yeah, thanks uh, to all our listeners. Again, I want to. Say so we're friends that carry on. Please check out our website at friendsthatcarryon.com. There's links to all of our affiliates on there, and please check them out. All of our blogs, you get links directly to our podcasts as well, our episodes, and of course, we we really appreciate if you could comment and, of course, follow or comment. Uh, on any of the episodes. Really appreciate that. and Then on all the other social medias at Friends That Carry On. So again, thanks everybody and we'll check you out next week. Great. I
3: don't leave it. Down. Adios.
1: Be sure to join the Friends next week with another great podcast. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. You can also
0: find the Friends and other content on www.friendsthatcarryon.com or check us out on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook by searching Friends That Carry On. Thanks again for joining us. And don't forget to carry on, friends.